0: Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Faith-Based Business Podcast. Praise God. We're so blessed that you're joining us today. You know, for those of you who followed this program for a while, you've heard some of my stories from the military. In fact, just two and a half years after leaving my military career is when I came to the decision just to end my life. I mean, I had... Mm no meaning, I didn't have money, I was in a dead-end job, you know, the list goes on and on. If it had not been for the act of divine intervention that night that I've talked about several times on January 29, 1992 at 11.35 p.m. Eastern time in that little empty apartment in Columbus, Georgia, mm. on January thirtieth, nineteen 1992, I wouldn't have been here on this earth. But leaving service is hard,
0: yeah, a lot
1: harder than I had imagined. I left service thinking I'm a former Army officer. I'll find somebody that wants to hire me pretty quick. Mm -hmm. There were almost no systems in place Mm. back in 1989 when I transitioned to help. None. Mm. And even with the systems and resources that are in place today, we're still failing to help so many veterans who are transitioning from a life of meaning, order, familiarity, into one of uncertainty. More than 2.6 million Americans have served in the armed forces since that tragic day of 9-11. Almost 240,000 military members leave active duty each and every year, ready to help companies and communities with their skill sets. But sometimes they fall through the cracks and things happen. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Gallowitz has formed an absolutely essential organization called Vanguard Veterans. She served 29 years in the Air Force as a nurse and also as a public affairs officer. Through Vanguard Veterans, she equips civilians to become veteran champions as the veteran hiring concierge, a military ministry builder, and a fallen comrades ceremony producer. She's also the author of a great book, Beyond Thank You for Your Service, the Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians. Help me welcome to the program, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Kathy Gallowitz. Kathy, thank you for taking the time to come on the program today. I do appreciate it.
2: Oh, Pastor Bob, I am thrilled. Uh, and with that introduction, my friend, I think we could talk for hours <laughs> about what you what you dished up for us. So thank you so much for having me.
1: Amen. Amen. The first question I always ask, though, is other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Kathy Gallowitz?
2: Well, Kathy Gallowitz is first and foremost a servant, one who tries to glorify the Lord in all that she does. Um, I grew up as a Navy dependent, a Navy brat, in an active duty Navy family following my father all ac- all over the world. And most interestingly, I went to a French speaking preschool in Paris yes. and kindergarten. Graduated from high school in Keflavik, Iceland, wow. and then went to college in Munich, Germany. Went to three uh, three different colleges in four years to get my baccalaureate degree in nursing. You know, Amen. that's kind of the story of a military kid turned military officer. Before Amen. the age of 35, I'd lived in at least 20 different communities.
1: Amen. I so know that's. the feeling. Certain-
2: is that right? Were you a military <laughs> dependent too?
1: Not a dependent, but we lived, yeah. we moved in the 12 years I was in, we moved 13 times.
2: Oh my gosh, that is, <laughs> that is a lot. So
1: I know the feeling, I know the yes,
2: feeling. Yes, sir, you you do. And so uh, the crowning achievement of my military career as a public affairs officer was to build, in response to 9-11, a statewide outreach program for the Ohio National Guard to educate and engage civilians in support of troops and their families, right? Because when the the reserve component, you know, 80% of the reserve component, be it reserve and guard, are part-time military. So, Bob, that meant, you know, when we were deploying right alongside our active duty brothers and sisters, that the needs of our people increased. In particular, you know, they had full-time civilian jobs or they were going to school full-time. So educating employers were first, was first and foremost on our mind to keep them on our team. So they didn't feel like it was their participation was compliance driven, but that they felt like, you know, they understood the value of veteran talent and um, were willing to accommodate the disruptions and, and really support us in meaningful ways. And so it was through that uh, outreach program that I learned about the, the unique role of the faith community, in supporting, uh, troops and their families, you know, veterans and their families, let's just say military connected people. Right. That's, that's me as a profession, uh, professional, um, personally, um, I'm a mother of three boys, uh, stepmom the four bonus children. My husband, you'll like this part is a retired active army oh. soldier with exactly <laughs> with, with, with four combat tours. And and so having grown up in a Navy family, been career Air Force and, you know, really uh, getting a a pretty deep dive into the Army. And oh, by the way, the outreach program was uh, was initiated by an Army adjutant general. And so uh, my office was uh, in the National Guard headquarters. And I worked a lot with soldiers, so amen. I have a I have a pretty good flavor for the the different services and different roles. Certainly, as a military spouse, I was a military mom, uh, and a military officer, military kid. So, how's that yeah. for for amen. my description?
1: Amen, amen. So, what were you doing when nine eleven happened, and how did it impact
2: you? Oh, interesting. So, actually, I was. A CEO and president of a mid-sized chamber of commerce in Pickerington, Ohio, sitting in my office watching the airplanes hit the Twin Towers. And um, honestly, at that point, um, I thought, okay, when am I going to be deployed? Because at that point I was a public affairs off op- a public health officer uh, whose role was to go into the battlefield and assess it for germs and you know hazards for the troops. And I thought, oh boy, you know, um, and, and oh, by the way, I was in the middle of a divorce, mm. uh, to my father's children. So it was a very, very stressful time for me. Um, I actually had the opportunity to reflect and I, I honestly left my, um, well, I, I went on to go to a, uh, a, a, a different position and, um, in that position, I realized that I thought there was more I could do back in uniform. And so within the within the year or so, I chose to interview to go back uh, into full-time military service with the Guard and uh, hoping that I could build community relations programs that would do just this. And then we took it from a regional uh, effort to a statewide effort. So uh, that was where my skill set could best be utilized with yeah. my with my community relations background, with my experience hiring veterans in a healthcare practice that my first husband and I started. Um, And and I I realized through my life's walk after I stopped moving that, you know, my life had been different. Um, And, and, and uh, I lived in a side, a a Lancaster, Ohio, a town of about 30,000. And um, I, you know, it was, it wasn't very culturally diverse, um, you know, the, the the people I met had just had very different experiences. And, and really, kind of what really hit me was I went to a funeral of a business colleague who had unexpectedly died in a jet ski accident. Mm-hmm. And I showed up to this funeral and I was like, you know, I have never been to a funeral. Now, I'm not a combat vet, okay, but um had moved so much that I didn't really have existing relationships with people who unexpectedly died. I didn't know the lady down the street who had cancer. And so I really started to evaluate my life experience in terms of, um, connectivity, you know, relationships, you know, leadership, really kind of even in terms of, um, the way I thought my worldview. Um, and, and so that was sort of set the stage for me for wanting to do more to, um, cultivate civilian veteran champions. That was a real eye opener. And then the other piece was that I had, I found uh, just a really good friend who came alongside of me at a time of great chaos, going through divorce. And you know, i had never had that kind of, you know, support in my local community. Now I had people, you know, that I could call, but it's so much different when you're in crisis to, to be able to have somebody who's there with you in person, you know, uh, crying with you, you know, laughing with you, playing with you and, you know, just helping you get through the tough spots. And so when you move so much, again, you don't have that, 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 that connection. And so I'm, uh, the military ministry piece, I hope we'll really dig into that. I think that's really, you know, the, the, the biggest benefit to that.
1: Yeah. Amen. You know, when I was in and all the moving we did, uh, you know, our favorite song was that one on the road again. This is, we are always on the road. On the road somewhere. again. That's right. Amen. Yeah. That's right.
2: I hear, I Amen. hear so you. So gotta-
1: you designed this program in Ohio to help the veterans. What were the challenges when you were trying to put this together that you face and, and what did it accomplish?
2: Well, um, I guess the biggest, challenge and and frankly you know when your heart is in something and you just you just have blinders you don't see the challenges you see the opportunities you overcome obstacles you know not like a bull in a china closet but if you just see the vision so clearly you you figure out how to overcome challenges and so really the one that pops to my mind quickly is that it was just more work it was <laughs> it was more work for our our soldiers and our airmen however as you know bob As a good army officer, when the boss says you will, you do, right?
1: Amen. And so I
2: had the backing of the commander. And and oh, by the way, um, because we put on a lot of events. And so, you know, that was time consuming to organize and to execute. However, the sense of pride that I saw coming from our soldiers and airmen when they were displaying, showcasing their profession themselves, wearing their uniform talking to civilians who were just thrilled to meet them and so proud of our country, so proud of them. I mean, it, it was it was just so rewarding to be the facilitator of that. And so I think pretty quickly um, it moved from a place of, oh, it's more work to, oh, I'm excited to do this. And it makes me feel good. It makes me it gives me an opportunity to, um, you know, showcase who and what I am and why I believe in what I do. So. Okay, so the result was, um, well, we we hosted events, and then we created military-civilian coalitions to go beyond being inspired at the events to changing behaviors, right? And so some of those coalitions, there was a coalition for employers, healthcare providers, and clergy, and so we changed people's behaviors, and some of those behaviors um, you can you can hear about in the book. I showcase about twenty mostly Ohioans from different walks of life: employers, clergy, lawyers, healthcare providers, uh, educators, and then just community leaders in general, like a, a city mayor. Um, you know, it's chock full of practical strategies Amen. that ci- that civilians can use to go beyond "thank you for your service." And so that was the outcome: is that you know, there's a great story. There's a physician uh, in in the chapter on healthcare, and he says, "You know, we're just so so often in life, we just go through the motions of you know living our lives, dealing with our um, responsibilities, and we miss what's right in front of us." Isn't that the mm-hmm. truth? Right. Wow. We've got 2.6 million uh, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans. They're all over the place. And, and, the, and the culture of the military is not about, well, how can you help me? The culture of the military is I need to do my job. You know, I will buck up and make it work. And, and we don't ask for help. And so it really takes a sensitive and aware citizen to be that veteran champion because these military connected people are all around us. But we don't tend to remember that we can do very valuable things to help them come all the way home, improve quality of life, workforce, and community.
1: Share with us some of the positive attributes that veterans can bring to a civilian company or agency.
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, first and foremost, I think it's discipline. Um, We know how to uh, be team players. We knew how to be followers we have highly adaptive skills i mean we're just you know on the road again <laughs> so what did you have to know how to do start over engage reinvent yourself dig into a new team you know uh, uh, adapt to the new mission and so that, that adaptability is really important and one of the biggest things that human resource professionals look at but i'm particularly interested about uh, veterans working in manufacturing because of their adaptive skill sets their team, their teamwork. You know that. You know, in some cases, they may have to get their hands dirty, but not necessarily because it's so much more technolo- technologically advanced. You know, leadership skills, um, and you know, because we are experiencing a, a manufacturing renaissance in this country. Holy cow! If anybody out there is listening that, that runs a manufacturing company, you need to get after this veteran talent because. They will take your company where you need it to go. If you empower them, you have a positive culture, and you help them transition in a positive way. Praise so, and, and then the last piece is we we are future focused. You know, we 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 are we are innovative, uh, regardless of what you might think, because of our structured environment. We can be very innovative, you know, given the right encouragement, the right opportunity. We're tech savvy. Um, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we're just, and we're very mission focused. Let's not absolutely. minimize that. Yeah, mission and, and meaning is absolutely mm-hmm. critical in our uh, skill set.
1: Yeah. Amen. Because, you know, most veterans, they're used to, uh, number one, showing up on time. Right. Uh, accomplishing assigned tasks in a timely manner. Yep. Uh, working overtime if necessary mm-hmm. because the mission's first, you know, yes, among sir. other things. And yeah. most veterans maintain these job skills, even many years after they leave service, how do you help make the companies aware of the positive job skills that veterans bring with them to the job site?
2: Well, I offer training. I do. uh, So I'm Veteran Talent Academy is my upcoming course. I offer that twice a year. It's in person or virtual. And so the first part of the course is veteran hiring fundamentals. How do you find, how do you interview, uh, and you know where are some sources of veteran talent? The second course coming up is advanced individual training. Go figure, <laughs> um, AIT—that's a, a, an Army term. Yeah. And um, so now we're going to look at onboarding, retaining, uh, messaging, uh, award program, other educational programs, and finally veteran-specific community resources. So there's there's training. I do a lot of social media posting. I'd love to connect with anybody on LinkedIn, on uh, uh, or at Vanguard Veteran on Facebook. I'm always educating, trying to build awareness yeah. about the the points of view that that veterans may have. You know, educate people about culture, and then I also offer consulting services to help that employer bring it all together and build yeah, that man. veteran attraction and retention strategy. So amen. there's 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 lots of ways I do this. This, this work really, right. Pastor Bob, is my life's calling. Yeah. Uh, not only to help employers, but to help the faith community.
1: Yeah, amen. Well, tell us about your military ministry builder program.
2: All right. Um, so the VA uh, probably a decade or so ago started the community community clergy training program because they understood that with all these Iraq and Afghanistan veterans coming home, we really needed to harness the capability of the faith community. And and that training program was really focused on the formal leaders, the, the pastors, the rabbis, the, the imams, you know, non-denominational uh, from, from all, all walks of faith. Um, and so then a, a group, a, after we um, implemented that uh, as much as we could in Ohio, upon my retirement, we started a nonprofit to educate volunteers, because as you know, as a pastor, you guys are overworked and sometimes underpaid but you nothing really happens unless you have a passionate volunteer. So what I do now is uh equip volunteer faith leaders, Christian leaders to build a military ministry and it there's no cookie cutter approach, okay? It's it's fundamentally speaking about friendship, encouragement, building spiritual resiliency through the healing power of Jesus. And so depending upon the makeup of your group, uh, will depend on what approach you take. Um, My group that my husband and I uh, uh, facilitate has military moms, military spouses, combat veterans, women veterans, uh, allies, if you will, uh, parents of struggling adult veterans, parents of currently serving sailors. It's a very eclectic group. And so our Our group is, you know, mostly uh, about prayer and community service and connecting and supporting one another. We get together once a month, but then during the month we have, you know, sidebar friendships. And, you know, it's not rocket science, um, but, you know, some of the wonderful things we've done is one that pops out as a, a newcomer to my state, my community uh, parents had their 70th wedding anniversary. And so we all came out and stormed to support uh, her. Um, you know, another, another uh, participant's uh, husband has pretty good PTSD. He, he, he's hunkered down at home. My husband took his son fishing. Okay. Um, We go to the local veterans, uh, the local uh, assisted living and celebrate Veterans Day or we go have a veterans breakfast. We have done some studies um, on PTSD, but our group we have now we have speakers on, you know, Blue Star Moms, Gold Star Moms, brain injury, you know, to, to educate and and provide more and more tools. Um, And and so, you know, to to do this, you don't have to be a veteran to do it, but you need to have a little bit of knowledge about military culture, some, you know, basic leadership skills and an awareness of veteran community support resources because you're not there to fix people. You're there to be the hands and feet of Christ and to serve and support people as a layman. And so if anybody's interested, I offer a once a month coaching call the first Sunday of every month, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Bob, I'd like to provide you the link for that. I'd like yeah. to come alongside you. It's very low cost. This is a a, a work of a labor of love because our military connected people feel disconnected from mainstream America, in particular those those who have served because of military culture. You you explained yeah. it, you explained it well early on about uh, you know, the systems, the mindset. Um, we really just need people to 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 bring us together and Amen. give us an opportunity to create relationships and support each other in partnership. Mm-hmm. In partnership with the formal leader of the church, with the pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay, they need to be involved. They know the people. They can support the the leader. Um, and you know, our pastor comes and announces it. You know, every month and. So uh, it's, it's very rewarding and the, and the outcome, the outcomes have been great. I just gave you a few uh, brief ones, but I will tell you the outcome for me as a newcomer to my state has been um, not only, you know, new friends, but also a, a better relationship with the Lord um, and more me putting God first more uh, because of the work I'm doing and what I'm learning. So Man. it's a win, it's a win win all around.
1: Man. Well, share with us also about the importance okay. of the fallen comrades ceremony.
2: This was designed by Deborah Grassman, who is an advanced practice nurse who helped 10,000 veterans at their end of life. She, is a hosp- she was a hospice nurse at the Tampa VA. She and her team found scatterings of symptoms. Um, that they coined later soul injury, which is different from moral injury. Soul injury is unmourned loss, unforgiven guilt and shame. And one of her primary books is Peace at Last. I encourage anyone who is a combat veteran or knows a combat veteran to get that book and, um, and read it and apply it. So when, When anybody, but in particular combat veterans, taught us this, when they mourn their losses, forgive themselves and others for things they, more often than not, couldn't control, um, and they put in practice tools to help people do that, they had a much more restful end-of-life experience. So this Fallen Comrades ceremony was delicately designed by Deborah Grassman to... Um, facilitate emotional healing. It's an hour and a half to two hour. It's got, you know, scripted music, scripts, gifts given back, opportunities for citizens to honor and, you know, first of all, understand, hear testimonies about uh, people who have, you know, experienced soul injury and how they've healed from it. And then it, one of the most touching aspects of the ceremony, Bob, is when, The veterans and military spouses are encouraged to write a burden on a rock, take that rock forward, that person or potentially that burden can be announced or not. And then once that veteran or military spouse is seated, the citizens, the civilians in the audience are invited to come up, walk up to the front of the room, pick up that rock, take it back to their place of residence put it on their desk, put it in their garden, pray over that burden. And and that's a way of symbolically sharing the cost of war, the cost of military service. Right. I mean, the the American Indians have, have very, um, ingrained protocols, uh, rituals to bring people back from war. And we, and our society do not, you know, we, we basically say, uh, it's it's just tragic, and and that's yeah. that's why we have some of the problems we do. Yeah,
1: I know we're taught, you know, like okay, it happens. You know, say a prayer. Okay, now pick up your gear. Let's go. Move out. The mission doesn't stop. You know, right. it's, there's there's something else you got to do, and and you know that's I, I used to you know in the development of operational orders and stuff like that. You'd see you know commander's intent to achieve this objective with yeah. you know, more than eighty percent you know, sustainability, and all what he, what he's not saying, he's saying, but not saying is we're going to accept a 20% loss. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. And, and when I'm writing these operational hours, I'm looking at that, man, how,
2: how, how do people do this? I tell you, my, my husband is a strong man of faith has been, uh, has, has, has been in it Um, in, in, com- not, not direct combat, indirect. He was a logistician. However, um, he says, Kathy, I don't know how people without faith can can yeah. get through this. And I think yeah. I think most of our most of our military members, you know, um, most of us, it might be an overgeneralization, but I think a lot of us really are people of faith. But you know, when, when oh. we leave military service, we lose our identity, yeah. we lose oh, our yeah. purpose. Yeah. You know, you got it, you've yeah. been there, done yeah. that. And yeah. you know, if, if anybody's out there listening and you're a faith community member and you have an inkling of, gee, I get it, you know, I want to help other people, you know, transition better, please jump in this, this, this uh, movement with me, and build a military ministry within your congregation. uh, and, and, And really help help our service members, be it Vietnam veterans, or, you know, Iraq veterans, subgroups of veterans, you can, there's a lot of ways you can do this. But It it really makes a big difference uh, for our veteran community, and it's the bottom line. It's it's the work that God wants us to do.
1: Amen. Amen. How difficult is it for former military members to grieve properly? Oh,
2: (laughs) you know the answer to that, but you probably know more about that than I do as a pastor. But um, you know, we aren't taught in life the importance of grieving. You know, we you know, I can cry easily. And as a woman, you know, that's that's pretty acceptable. And I have done a lot of grieving in my life, because I've had a lot of pain. Um, I think it's a lot harder for men. I think it's doubly maybe harder for military people, because the mission must go on. And um, we must be disciplined in all ways. We must be you know, disciplined by showing up on time, we must be disciplined by following orders, even though I might get shot at, we must be disciplined in our emotions, um, to overcome our fears, right. And, you know, I, I'm hopeful that, you know, seeking help has, is improving within the forces, there's certainly lots of effort being done there. But, um, you know, generally speaking, we're just not taught how to grieve. And so it's a it's a huge gap in our society in general, um and in particular in the in the stoic the stoicism is so highly prevalent in in military members and so we need we need civilian veteran champions who are sensitive to that who get it who won't give up after you have invited somebody to join you at your military ministry or to invite them to coffee you've invited them five times and and they're still reluctant to participate well when it comes to a a military person You know, there's, there might be trust issues. There might be, you know, invisible war issues. Um, Just don't give up on, don't give up on us.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, share with us about your book, Beyond Thank You for Your Service, The Veterans Champion Handbook for Civilians. Why did you write this book? And why do you believe it's needful for such a time as this?
2: Oh, such a time as this. Okay. The, The why is because... I met so many wonderful civilians during when I was the director of community outreach for the Ohio National Guard, who took this work so seriously. Now it was it was founded on mutual benefit, okay, um, and that's how the world go, goes round. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I saw the satisfaction, pride, enthusiasm, maybe even joy. That many civilians got when they were doing substantive things for those of us who wore the uniform, and they—they um, they weren't, you know, just saying thank you for your service, which is certainly appreciated. But they were using their skill sets, their influence, their um, the, the the opportunities that they created within their circle of influence to make discernible differences. For uh, those of us who wore the uniform, and frankly, many of them. I mean, this is a good story. So, um, I, and I live in Arizona. Three years after twenty-five years in Ohio, um, out networking and uh, talking with a, a, a wonderful lady who used to be involved in a vet in establishing a veteran hiring program in her company ten years ago. Ten years ago, she's explaining it to me, and she says, "Kathy." I'm getting goosebumps telling you about this. Now, goosebumps don't lie, right? That's right.
1: I I call them holy ghost bumps.
2: (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. So these holy ghost bumps, civilians get them. It's real. It's real when they know they're making a difference for those of us who serve and sacrifice to defend this great nation. And so, um, and and then once I separated in 2000, uh, end of 2016, I was like, who in our society does this work, cultivating civilian veteran champions? That is people who can improve quality of life, workforce, or community. That is making them aware of how important they are. That is giving them giving them uh, specific, concrete strategies, ideas about what you can do. And that's what this book is all about. I wanted to magnify the message so that more and more people will do more. Now, um, more often than not, we hear about care packages and that's wonderful. That's one nice thing you can do to send to people who are deployed and it's, it's very memorable for those who receive it. However, it's even more beneficial if we work towards developing trusting relationships, okay? Getting to know that veteran in particular, the person who has served or is serving the service members, getting to know them as individuals, figuring out what their needs are, asking them how you can help, and then, by golly, following through. That's the premise of it all, okay? Extending yourself just as God would have us do. Help help those that are struggling or you know help those that need a friend. That's what we as Christians do. That's the whole premise of being a veteran champion. But then there are... You know, additional ways that you can even do more based on your circle of influence. So I invite everybody to read the book. There's something in there for everyone Amen. about how you can how you can really make a difference for um, someone who feels disconnected.
1: Amen. Amen. How can someone obtain a copy of your book? Is it, it on Amazon?
2: It is on Amazon. Yes, sir. And, and if you read it and like it, I'd be grateful for a, uh, a review on Amazon. Absolutely. Praise God.
1: If someone wanted to get in touch with you to, to ask a question or obtain more information on becoming a veteran champion, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you and get more information?
2: My email is Kathy with a K and a Y at VanguardVeteran.com. It's singular, no dots in VanguardVeteran.com. Okay. Uh, my, the website is VanguardVeteran.com. And and so that should do it. I would love to connect with everybody on LinkedIn and Facebook, uh, Vanguard Veteran or Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Lowry-Galowitz, either one.
1: Man, I'll put links to this all in the show notes below. Folks, having served 12 years in the military and then transitioning to civilian life, I know firsthand how difficult it is. I mean, it took me over 12 years of struggling, even contemplating, not not contemplating. I, I, I had made the decision to commit suicide. And you've heard stories, my story, and you've heard other stories before about how God invaded my little empty room through that one scripture, Psalms 34, seven, that changed my life forever. The Lord said, the Lord has heard this poor man cry and shall deliver him from all his troubles. That one verse changed my life forever. And although it was only two and a half years from the time I had left active duty when that night happened, I still struggled. For the next 10 years after that. Oh. Until well, I found my calling. As a and
2: and, and is, is it true, Pastor Bob, that the the sort of at the core root of all this was feeling alone, was feeling yep. misunderstood. Okay. Yep. And so and so, brothers and sisters out there, help our service members and veterans not feel so alone. That's take right. the, take take the important step as a person to get to know the military member, the spouse, their children on your own, but even better, is be the facilitator that brings them together because that bond of military service is thick. Yeah. You know, you you you, you, it, you can communicate easier, you feel understood. So please let's, you know, join the veteran champion movement, be a part of the win, and help mm-hmm. our service members, uh, you know, have a a, bet- a much better quality of life because when their quality of life is improved, they're better workers, and oh, by the way, they enrich our communities. Research amen. shows, research shows that veterans are civic assets. And so we all have a stake in this. When three out of 10 uh, people are even eligible to serve in the military for a variety of reasons, when those three out of 10 come home or go to their new community, we need to welcome them with open arms and help them readjust.
1: Yeah, amen. say, it, it, it took me a good 12 years or so just to accept life again. Ah. Uh, And and when I I finally found a calling when I was hired as a police officer, that job gave me purpose Yes, again. You know, I was, I was born again that night back in January, 1992. I even attended Bible school was ordained in 2001. I was a chaplain for our police department, but the struggle was real for a very, very long time. I, I, I wish there was a program like this back then. There wasn't, but there is now, folks. And I urge you to drop down into the show notes, click the links right there to reach out to Kathy. Get this information. If you're a pastor of a church, reach out. Get this information to reach veterans in your community. This will help you grow your church, yes. But more than that, you'll be reaching a very, very vulnerable, struggling segment of society, one that served this great nation and is now struggling to survive and find purpose in life. Yes, sir. Be sure to order a copy of Kathy Galloway's book, Beyond Thank You for Your Service, The Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians. In fact, order two or three copies. Pass them up. Give one to your pastor one to your boss at work, one to whoever you may think would be able to help military veterans in your community. Amen. Do it right now. Order these books right now while you're thinking about it. Kathy, thank you for your service, and thank you for this great program, and thank you for taking the time to come on the program today and share all about it. I do appreciate it.
2: Sir, I honor and respect all you have done and are doing, and I'm so glad that that you are that you are healed and moving forward and a, and able to influence change in this particular area thank you for inviting me to be a guest
1: amen praise god folks that is all the time we have for today for kathy Gallis, myself this pastor, by reminding you to be blessed with all that you do
0: you have been listening to the faith-based business podcast with pastor bob thibodeau We appreciate you as a listener and fellow believer and want to encourage you in your entrepreneurial efforts. These programs are designed to provide you with information that you can use in your business to achieve success faster and avoid the obstacles that try to impede your success. All information on this podcast is for entertainment and information use only. Some of the products and services listed in the links may contain affiliate links and Pastor Bob will earn a small commission when you click those links at no additional cost to you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode is published. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.